I got to a certain point where you kind of realize, you know, 12, 13, wait, dad's not here because he's choosing not to be here. You know what I mean? It was always this, maybe they'll show up one day kind of thing. And he moved back to D.C. where he was from, so he was only three hours away. But I didn't see him for 15 years. I know that it hurts a little bit You are listening to Renaissance Music Movement's Testimony. Renaissance Movement Music is a label out of Hampton Roads, Virginia. The label consists of founder, legend, Mike Bell, formerly known as John Doe, and Sinai. Collectively, they are RMM. This episode features two of three of the members, Legend and Sinai. Let's start with the testimony of Jermaine Sinai Morris. Born in New Haven, Connecticut in 1985 and later moved to Norfolk, Virginia. I grew up in a church, but I was I was the type where I was on the fence, trying to find myself outside of what my my mother was trying to teach me to be. Simply because it, it seemed like it was too difficult uh, to not have, I guess, quote unquote, control over my own life. I grew up in a fatherless home, so a lot of my teenage years, I dealt with rejection and things based on my father not being there. My whole mindset was, well, if my own father doesn't want me, then there's no way that these strangers I meet in the street and stuff are going to want me. So uh, with my family having to move every, just about every year because we, we didn't really have stability in our lives, I created different characters and personas of who I was depending on the, I guess, the type of people that I came across in those new neighborhoods that we were moving in. So I lost myself trying to become what I was around thinking that that would make me more acceptable to the people that I was around to the point where I lost who I was. I didn't, I, I lost my identity, went through an identity crisis and everything I was doing, it was, it was always flip-flop, you know, it was always flip-flop. I was never consistent in my decision-making and who I was mentally. I was, I was never really stable in everything that I did because of me trying to, I guess, play both sides of the fence to find out who I really was and ended up really losing myself in the process. Listen now, tailor my own suit for a low price with a collar shirt, dress, shoes, and a soul tie. I had a lot of those, new and old ties. I was told I needed them to be so fly. Walked by the new ones to pick up the used ones so I wouldn't feel as bad if I lose one. I thought if I did, maybe it was for the best. It didn't cost much, I'd just get another off the shelf. I was so wrong, I didn't realize I thought when I wore a head who I really was inside Like appearing to live, truth covers hidden lies Then I saw it wasn't nice like it was in my mind Shook me to the core when I learned the lesson Chiropractic cracked my back, not half-stepping But I met a tailor, now I'm understanding this Other people dressed me, I just they say clothing make the man Sinai lost himself but discovered a new and what would eventually be a better version of himself at the age of 19 when he attended what was supposed to be a class. I was going to a church and they, they had a class that were kind of teaching people uh, of their spiritual gifts and how to operate in their spiritual gifts and things. And so I went to this class like, well, people told me that I have 
certain these types of gifts. So I'm going to go find out more about it because I really want to look more into into this thing of uh, walking with with Jesus and everything. So I went to the class, and instead of actually having class, the Lord had a different plan for that night because you know they, they actually started praying, and then the next thing I know, people were laid out on the floor and people were crying and snotting, and I was one of them. You know, because people began to pray over me and things, and, and God, God was giving people word of knowledge of, of who I was and things that I've done. And they were kind of speaking to me like, look, this is what God is saying to you now. And like, they were really speaking it to me, and it was really resonating with me to the point where I just couldn't, I couldn't run anymore. I couldn't reject it anymore. And it was like, Lord, this, this, this is what I feel I'm called to. This is what I want. And so I'm going to pursue this because I believe that in you I will find my identity. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories.com. Where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Hey, what's going on, family? This is Sinai for Renaissance Movement Music, and you're listening to Testimony, a musician's story. Listen. There's one thing I'm sure of in my life. I've experienced good times and I know bad. It's been hard to keep my pace while I'm running in this race. So I know first place and I know last. This pain that I felt that could never be cured by my doctor writing me a prescription. And I know there are plans for my life that I never could have learned from a psychic's prediction. He found his identity, but it didn't happen overnight. It, it was a slow process because while I had a heart after God to pursue him and things, I still had desires to do the things that I really wanted to do or to do the things that I was doing before. So it was because I, I was I spent so many years in those things, someone someone had told me that, you know, you you can be delivered from something, but you still have to sometimes break that habit, break that bad habit. And so that's kinda of what I was doing. It was I was breaking bad habits. Because a lot of what I did was always from a place of hurt or confusion or whatever. And so there were things that I would resort to to kind of cope with that confusion or that hurt or pain or rejection or whatever. So it was it was a process of of, of breaking of breaking uh, those habits and, and then allowing God to work in my heart to change my affections towards Him instead of trying to um, gear them towards those cop-outs that I used to forget about the pain that I was I was enduring. One of them was uh, pornography. That was like the major one. That was the major one. Even to this day, it it it, it, it rises up and it's it's a fight sometimes even now. So it's 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 still a process in that, and I spent so long into that. My first introduction to pornography was, I believe, I was fourteen, and so from there it just kind of you know spiraled out of, out of control. Another one, you know, it it was just really acceptance. Acceptance was was the main thing as well. 
I just wanted to be accepted. And so I was willing to do whatever I needed to do so that someone could say, hey, I accept you. <laughs> you know, you're welcome here. So I was willing to do whatever it took to, to be in that boat. Well, God accepted Sinai as he was, broken and earthing. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. You are listening to Sinai and Legend of Renaissance Music Movements, Testimony, a Musician Story. Renaissance Music Movement founder Nigel Legend Anderson was born in Kansas City, Missouri. In 1984. It's enough to just want to give up and be stuck in this runner. Go get me a cup and get drunk as a scum But that's done as a friend that won't even hold up for a month So I trust that his love is enough and his grace is sufficient Replace what I'm missing, invading my space with his wisdom Embracing me, chasing away when I'm fearing In time and I'm tired of crying Time I'm aligned in my mind with the lion from Judah That lion from Zion, harder than iron It's time to rise up and declare I'm not dying In Kansas City, Missouri, my mom and dad were together for 10 years Around the time I was born, my dad uh, picked up a bottle. He, he lost his parents around the same time I was born. He started drinking, became an alcoholic, became a drug addict. Uh, after five years of fighting through rehab with him, my mom gave up on that and moved back to Kenya Beach, Virginia, where she was raised and my whole family's from. So all my immediate family's here in Virginia Beach, and uh, he'll move back here. So somewhere around... You know, eight, nine, ten. She started trying to go to church for answers because her her parents, my grandparents, were heavy in church. Uh, started going to church for answers. Took me to church, and I ended up being raised in church as well. Uh, some of the summer, and then I uh, I got to a certain point where you kind of realize, you know, twelve, thirteen or so. Wait, Dad's not here because he's choosing not to be here. You know what I mean? It was always this maybe he'll show up one day kind of thing. And he, he moved back to D.C. where he was from, so he was only three hours away. But I didn't see him for 15 years. I didn't see my dad from 5 to 20, you know what I mean? And so uh, he's, he's living on the streets of D.C. as a junkie, and I wonder why dad's not here. So something kind of snapped uh, there, and 
hip-hop kind of filled the void as the influential male in my life. And I started, you know, so basically, you know, what do I need to do to make it? What do I need to do to be accepted? What do I need to do to be a man? You understand? Oh, so a man must sleep with this many women, or a man must have these type of shoes, or a man, this is what the rappers are telling me, so that's what I need to, that's what I need to chase. So it kind of, kind of went down that road. So I got from church some morality, you know, don't kill, don't steal, check. But beyond that, I don't really care too much. Like if I had to pick a God of choice, yeah, I'll, I'll pick Jesus because I go to church. But, you know, my God was me and Wu-Tang and my favorite other rappers at the time. So ended up, uh, I went to Norfolk State. I graduated high school, went to Norfolk State for a little while, dropped out of Norfolk State. Ended up going into business for myself, just trying to make money quick because I felt like I had an obligation to get rich and buy my mom a house in cash to thank her for giving everything up for me. That was my life's motivation. So I got into financial services, trying to um, trying to do some stuff like that, man. And, and uh, that ended up falling apart. Um, and a couple things happened at one time. The business fell apart. I found out that the, uh, the guy I was trusting was, was stealing sales and, and doing all types of crazy things and doing drugs. So the business collapsed. And I'm I'm left yet again with another black male that has let me down and was a potential role model father figure for me. And, you know, he, he followed a string of others that, that eventually, you know, came in and left my life. And then my dad comes back into the picture, um, wants to make things right, wants to apologize, wants to apologize. And uh, he came down, we had we had lunch, I got to see him, um, was happy about that, but I did I could not forgive him that day. It was too painful. So uh, instead of forgiving him, I intentionally tortured him because he wanted forgiveness. So I I withheld it just to get him back for about nine months of that time. I just didn't I didn't want to give it to him. And eventually, God kind of was working on my heart, even though I wasn't really walking with the Lord at the time. He was kind of chiseling away at my heart. And eventually, I called him one day and I was like, "Look, man, um, I forgive you. I love you. Let's work out this whole father son thing. I like to like to get, I want to know what that's like. I want to experience that." And um, he accepted the forgiveness. He could feel the chains fall off of his man's shoulders. He could feel it. Uh, and he was like, can I come down this weekend and see you? I was like, no, I'm not ready for all that. Let's just stay on the phone right now. And that was actually our last conversation because shortly after that phone call, he passed away. His heart kind of gave out diabetic complications, years of drug abuse, this, that, and the third. So our last conversation was reconciled. And that, the business failure, the people I hurt in my life trying to make it to the top, Dropping out of college, no business, no job, back in my grandmother's basement. Dad popped up, now he's dead, and led me to my knees like, God, if you're really there, I need you because my life is spiraling out of control. I don't know what to do about it. I'm sorry. I need you to take control of this thing if you're real. On his knees, in his grandma's basement, legend submitted for a change, as opposed to using God for his own advantage. A legend fell in love with hip-hop early. He started off as a producer and later fell into rapping. He didn't think much of Christian hip hop until his wife dragged him to a local concert. I don't know if you heard of me. If not, then I'm cool with that. A lot of rappers just feed their egos. That's not my target. I don't shoot for that. My coordinates might be the blow, but that's not my goal. We got nukes for that. Getting here didn't come easy. I paid the ride. It's like the Uber app. Never had a lot. Yeah, I used to lack. Where I grew up, we were used to that. The gunfights and the drug dealers and the robberies. I ain't new to that. Got my head down with my shoes at. Hands high with a roof set. That's why I'm giving God the credit, cause he's the one that got me loose from that. Yeah. Hands high and surrender. Face low when he enters. I 
care who's around me. I ain't know it's not about me. No, I got my hands high in my face. It was a buzzing hip hop scene a long time ago. Uh, well, I say long, a couple years. When uh, when I came to faith, uh, and my wife kind of dragged me kicking and screaming to a Christian hip hop show. So I don't want anything to do with Christian hip hop. Stupid. And she dragged me to it and I saw that, wow, I saw some guys really glorifying the Lord what they do. I thought, wow, you can really, really do this. I had no idea. So, you know, we got to it and all that type of stuff and we started making the music. Uh, we started Renaissance Movement Music and we started making it. Uh, and then along the way, I bumped into Mike. Uh, he was local on the scene, doing it even before I was. And we just clicked up, became really, really good friends, um, brothers, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and just really got to it. Um, and uh, but Sinai was on the scene as well. So we would see each other kind of passing by, you know, got the no cats from shows. There was like three, four, five shows every weekend. So we got the no cats at the shows, and he he get to the place, he said, oh, man, dap them up, got your CDs, good stuff. But it was never really any relationship that we had with Sinai, but about two years ago, just really felt like, and, and since then, the scene has completely died, by the way. Like, everything just died out. I mean, just two years ago, Mike and I were like, man, you know, I really feel like we're supposed to reach out to Sinai for a relationship. So we did, and uh, we just really, we just, you know, just connected, man, and just got to it, and uh, we just started building a friendship, man, a brotherhood. So that's kind of how that happened. Renaissance Movement Music was formed and making noise in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. But what happened to that pop and CHH scene that they once had? So it seems to me like a lot of people were really focused on doing the music. But once the music stopped, there was really, uh, everything fell apart. Like there was no, there was, there were no relationships. There was no silentness. And I think, I think that came from a lack of people were focused on the gifts and not focused on the, uh, uh, on the discipleship piece. Like a lot of people weren't fathered. I think a lot of people were just excited about to do something. So stuff was done. Not an excellent. Unfortunately, there seems to be a lack of discipleship going on in the CHH world, or people more concerned with the music than the ministry. But this isn't the case with RMM. spoke to us about the concept behind their compilation album, Lions in Suits. It shows us uh, that Jesus came full of grace and truth. Uh, so what we have is we have that whole dichotomy of who Jesus presented himself to be when he was here on earth uh, with the lion in the suit. The lion being the aggressive truth aspect of it and in the suit representing the approachable uh, grace that, that Jesus showed, you know, like like uh, my, my brother Nigel has said before, you know, the same Jesus that, that kids wanted to be around and they were sitting on his lap is the same Jesus that went out and made the whip and started beating people for turning 
you know, the, the, the house of God into a, to a den of peace. And so we, we wanted to really express the full dichotomy of who he is, uh, being, being the lion and the truth, being full of grace and truth, and representing both of those in the best way possible so that when, when we look at the culture that we're surrounded by, you know, we're, we're, we're challenging the things that are contrary to, to what we believe is, is, is best for society. And, but we're also given that invitation with the grace and saying, hey, but you don't have to have it all together to come. You know, with this, that, that is why you come. You don't have to have it all together to come. So challenging the lie, but also embracing the liars. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. The fellas let it be known that they would not be the lions they are without their lionesses. With the track, Lioness. Legend and Sinai share the transparency behind the track. To put it to words. Made for God's earth, dirt under his cuticles. Yet a pearl since birth, worth is immovable. Simplified my life, complex as a roots cube. Filled you with the breath of life, eternally beautiful. And then there's me, I know we all brought our issues, but I know mine were the main ones that caused you the tissues. Read Proverbs 31, it's all like you. The woman was a queen, read about the king she married, and realized I wasn't he. Gave every excuse to go, but you wasn't losing me. Saw what God saw, now we look back on who I used to be. Love of my life, I thank my wife for choosing me. I don't want my daughter to end up with who I used to be. Wanted with a king who sees the Lord like the new of me. Set the bar too high for the average dude to reach. Fights for her family, my wife is a lioness, hold down this we just really, really, really have some amazing lives. You know, they've stuck with us through through thick and thin and just allowed us to still be, allowed us to be the others in the first place. We're really still blessed. You know, we just want to see women respected, particularly in hip-hop, where they're not respected. I mean, theologically, just there's an image of God issue there. And just practically, it just doesn't make any freaking sense that, you know, that, that women could be spoken about in such an ill way and then that they would sit there and enjoy the music that's degrading them. It just it just bothers me to no end. And it particularly bothers me to no end because I used to be fully hundred percent on board with degrading them. I used to be a pornography addict. I used to, you know what I'm saying, like all types of stuff. And I was I was I was part of the problem. So now I, I feel like I should spend my time kinda of turning around and telling men, no, bro, like this is not the way we're supposed to talk to all your ladies. It's not supposed to talk to women. So if I can honor my wife by saying, you know, you stuck with me when I was in jerk mode, and now we're getting to walk this thing out and, and walking closer to Christ hand in hand, 
you are the example of a godly woman if I've ever seen one. I want that standard raised for men to say, you know what? I hear what Lil Wayne's saying and all that, but I can't live like that because they deserve better. I want women to say, I deserve better. I'm not listening to this music anymore. I'd rather hear somebody say something positive to me. My wife loves the song. I just really wanted to honor her, man. I was just so grateful for for how how she waited for me. I was so grateful. And then what even messed me up even more is the fact that I wasn't able to return uh, that to her. You know, so I, I I just honor her for being able to wait. And I, I, it, it was difficult. I know it was difficult. You know, and then I, I even, you know, I even say that I'm really proud of myself because out of my pornography addiction came uh, me wanting to explore what I was seeing on the screen, which is what kind of stole that from my life. But And so the fact that we dated for two years and actually waited the whole two years, we had actually stayed the entire two years, you know, it was it was definitely, um, I was definitely proud of myself as well, but it was because I felt that she was worth it. Because it was a mindset that I never had before her was, I don't want to be the guy to take that innocence from her if I'm not her husband. I'm with you in this wilderness. When you can't see the hills for the trees, want your head on the wall. But they gon' have to get through me. I'll never leave. I'll never leave. I'll never leave. No, never leave. I'll never leave, I'll never leave, yeah. no. I'm in debt to my lioness, she and I had met as adolescents, not knowing yet who we was trying to get. In a relationship dating longer than most had made it, made a plan for marriage, but at graduation separated. I was so lost, I was broken, I was so off, I was choking, needed her like I needed oxygen, cannot even focus. Huh. Tried to tell myself it wasn't love, tried to tell myself that I was so infatuated. All of these other fishes in the sea, but to me all of that water had evaporated. I just want to be with one girl When I met her, man, I knew my heart had padded So I would not, I could not just give up so quick Man, I knew God renews hearts and broke hearts get fixed So he took both our broke hearts and both hearts that fit And he made art like Mozart gave us spark and click I'm with you in this wilderness When you can't see the hills with the trees Want your head on the wall But they gon' have to get through me I'll never leave, no Legend talks about what he wants listeners to take away from lions in suits. Just the emphasis on being able to live boldly for your faith. Uh, we, live in, we live in times where that's something that people try to tuck away. And I think it's the ever-present wrestle for the Western Christian to, how do, I, how do I live boldly for my faith? You know, fighting the acceptance or the lack thereof for saying I follow Christ. Uh, in, in an age where people don't want you to follow uh, a biblical Christ. They want you to follow a comfortable Christ. You can live bold. You don't have to shed your coat. You don't have to water it down. You don't have to be a jerk either. And as a way to be in, impactful in, in culture and influential uh, and, and be able to change communities and change hearts and lives with the gospel uh, without changing the message. I'm saying bring it, say it, bring it. Even when the heat is on, the cross may got a vegetarian. Now the beef is gone. I'm not 
just saying what I'm taught to believe. I've seen these awesome. Turn narcoleptic to insomniac. Stop sleeping on them. Show this power in my timeline. All it took was a mention. So when I'm thrown in the furnace, I'm not gonna fuck in it. No gun, no one can come and stop my fun No against my breath left and my chest compressing my lungs yeah. And the trouble in the world that can hinder me or make me turn on the sun yeah. Then we can have a little fun <laughs> Every time I turn around and come up with a lie, I won't fly Too busy with my hands to the sky, no lie I suffer when I'm not gonna die, just ride to the love of my God supply Wonder why I look so cool, so calm, fold my arm, the pose to the most Never know that he rose as he can't get a great, so definitely does my soul no harm Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Uh, yeah, all day, all day, all day. We be in the space, we always. For the king, you ain't never seen, running everything, and they still be on the knee, that's Yahweh. See, we believe, we say all praise, he say we deceive, be like y'all crazy. Plus, ain't you read, he's a PhD, took away the popo, don't face me. Really not worried, I'm chilling, and feeling I'm slipping, and looking like really I'm in a sense, cause I write with a sense, he took all of those spikes and his missing his stones. Since then it's been on, mine has been blown. Glorious skies will light it for sure. Challenge the culture ain't trying to be funny, they're running to visit. We're right and you're wrong. Got peace with the stuff I'm seeing, even when it's tough, believe.